right? Just because you can physically put out the energy to do something doesn't mean that you actually should execute on that thing and that time in that place. What up team? Welcome back to Practice the Podcast where we fuse research and culture to help you develop the mindset, habits, and skills you need in order to live out your purpose with confidence. I'm your host, Coach Reese, and it's time to get better. Let's grow. We talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice practices are meant to be competitive they're meant to be competitive if your practices aren't more competitive than the games themselves you're doing the wrong thing mm -hmm. all right y'all so i'm super excited as you know i'm always excited to come into the podcast and give you guys that good good i hope that you are prepared to get better today because we're about to get after it and this subject we're about to talk about i feel like is something that's really important. We're talking about burnout prevention. And remember, this season, season two, we're focusing on how to win in the new year. And I want to make sure I'm giving you the like legit, obviously the mindset, habits, and skills, but the tools, right? Like this skill we're gonna talk about today and this mindset we're gonna talk about today is gonna help you prevent burnout in the long run. So let's get after it. We don't got no time to waste, okay? So the quote for this episode is Ugh, by everyone. And the reason why I want to go with Ugh, is because it's a feeling, it's an emotion that people who have reached their capacity, who are tired, who are burnt out, often go, Ugh. like I'm just like when I know when I'm tired and I know that I have to do something, that's probably the first thing that I do is just go, Ugh. I just don't want to because I'm tired right and so I thought there was no better quote than that one because I feel like we've all been there and if you've never been there I guess shout out to you I can't relate but if you're anything like me and you do a whole lot and you come up against burnout and you try to prevent it or you get tired like you gonna say from time to time but what we're talking about today is how do we prevent having to say Ugh. Na 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 na. It's a little different right there from uh to uh. Na 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 na. That's just a side note. Anyways, the song for today's episode though, we're talking about Flawless by Beyonce. Um, because it makes just so much sense. And I hope that you're able to stick with the streamline of where I'm going with the feeling of uh to Beyonce's Flawless. So if you're a Beyonce fan, um, actually in a couple hours, I'm about to try to attempt to buy me some tickets. I don't know if it's gonna happen, we'll see. And if I don't get them, I'll probably go, Ugh, because I was excited to go. So Flawless, right? If you think about the song, she's talking about, I woke up like this, uh, cause she's flawless, right? But it's an empowerment song for us to be like ladies, you're flawless, right? However you wake up, you are flawless. And what, what's dope though, she also talks about like her mindset and how like her sister told her to speak her mind and her man put some respect on her, her mama taught her this, her daddy taught her that, like all these different things. But I understand the premise of that song, but what I wanna talk about though is how oftentimes our need to be perfect and be flawless drives our perfectionism thought process that leads us to burnout. That's where we're going today, y'all, okay? Is our perfectionist thought process, our willing to be perfect, our willing and desire to be flawless leads us to wanting to be so perfect or leads us to wanting to portray a certain image 
that we end up reaching our capacity, hitting our capacity, going over our capacity so much that it leads us to burnout, okay? And that's where Flawless came in. No, not to the song, but I just wanted to tie it in that way, okay? So what's the research then, right, that we're talking about? If we're talking about being flawless, we're talking about burnout, uh, we're talking about perfectionism, what we're talking about is burnout is essentially fatigue. Burnout is a form of exhaustion. So our research is based on burnout research that's connected to exhaustion, connected to fatigue, um, that's actually connected to stress. So that's all the things that we're talking about today's episode. Again, like I said, I hope you came to get better today. Now let's dive into story time to help bring this all together. So I was moving a couple years ago and I had boxes and I'm sure a lot of people have been in this situation before when you're moving, right? You have a big old box and you're like, oh shoot, I could fit a whole bunch of books in there. If you look behind me, here's all the books that I was trying to fit into a box. So I was like, man, I got this big old box. I got these books. Let me just psh, throw it in there. I started throwing all the books in a box and then I had to walk downstairs and I was like, I went to pick up the box and was like, oh shoot. The box is heavier than I could carry. Even though the box was big enough to fit all of the books, it became too heavy for me to carry, especially down three flights of stairs. And so this got me thinking about how often do we end up thinking I'm big enough, I'm strong enough, I'm wise enough, I'm all the whatever enough that I can try to carry more than what I could really handle. Does that make sense? Like, I hope you're catching like, I want you to think about yourself as a box. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's the essence of capacity is just because you can, right? Just because you can physically put out the energy to do something doesn't mean that you actually should execute on that thing and that time in that place, right? Because oftentimes what happens is we fill ourselves up to capacity and then we can't carry it out. Right. Another thought process is um, I have a water bottle and there's a certain it has like this dip in it. And if you fill the bottle up past a certain point, the capacity, the water can go all the way to the top, but the lid has to go inside. So if I try to take if I fill the water all the way up to the top and I put the lid inside, what's going to happen is it's going to overflow. And now I'm going to have a mess to clean up again, just because it can doesn't mean it should. Right. I have another example is I was trying to make some hot chocolate uh, one night and I wanted to use my um, Nespresso blender to warm up the milk. OK. And so the Nespresso blender, if you've got one of these, it has lines and it says max. So I was like, I wonder, does it is that just a suggestion or is it for real? So I just did it. I filled it up over the max. Just because it can doesn't mean you should. I filled it up over the max. Man, that thing started moving around. I had milk all over the counter. Just because it can doesn't mean it should. And it also told you here is the max. So Nespresso gave me a warning on do not fill it over the max. But the cup still had that much more space in it. So oftentimes I think that we have to see ourselves in this same way. You have to know where your max is. You often, you also hear me when I say this, you also have to make your max lower than your capacity. Come on, you gotta hear me when I say this. You have to make, the bottle can hold 24 ounces, 
But in order to prevent spillage, you have to, the max is 20 ounces. So just because it appears that it can hold all 24, if you go over 20, you are going to have a problem. And that's the same thing with us is too often we disregard the lower maximum number because we see that it all that it could be. But we don't realize that if you go above that number, you are going to have more issues than you would have if you just would have stayed at the maximum number. I got one more story. And these are all legit real life examples. I, I, have, I have a Ninja Blender. And if anybody's ever had a Ninja Blender or seen a blender, it has, again, a max line on there, max liquid line. So I'm making a protein shake in the morning. I'm uh, spinach, fruit, protein powder, putting everything in there. And then I'm like, okay, ice. And again, max line, lid, about this much of a difference. So I'm like, I wonder, let me just see. I'm, I'm a curious cat. I like to see. And if it spills over, I'm okay with it from a logistical side. And I'm also learning and now I get to bring the story here. So I put all this stuff in there. I, the lid goes on. I'm like, cool. The lid goes on. I put on the blender. Brrr, boils over. So I'm using all these stories, one, hopefully to make the connection, but to really drive the point that just because it can fit it, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And if you do, it will boil over. Last example that I have to really drive in this, this thought process around capacity and burnout is think about your cell phone. And anytime that you get a new update on your iPhone and you're like, oh shoot, let me go get this new update. And it says what? Storage full. So this is a little bit different, right? Think about how often you are trying to download new information into your mind. Think about how often you have to make new decisions and you hit decision fatigue. You have to be able to execute, but you don't have the energy and that's where that ugh comes into play because you no longer have the energy to execute on the things you need to or you've hit decision fatigue. Again, a sign of burnout, right? Because burnout is fatigue. Burnout is exhaustion. And so now you cannot download new things. You cannot execute on new things. You are now can't make new decisions because you've reached your capacity because you're holding on to so much because your capacity is so full y'all. I hope this makes sense. I hope it's driving home and I hope that these examples are something that you really felt. So let's move into it, right? Burnout is fatigue. Burnout is exhaustion. Burnout is debilitating stress syndrome. It's, it's debilitating. It makes you feel as if your stress is so high and now it is preventing you from being able to act. It's preventing you from being able to execute in a way that you want to. The exhaustion, the emotional exhaustion, that's where that ugh comes into play because you're just so, I'm just so tired. And a lot of people are in this state. Like a lot of people are in the wave that they are just so tired and they are constantly hitting burnout. And one way for you to recognize if you're in a state of burnout is decision fatigue like we just talked about a second ago. Okay, decision fatigue is essentially, you're like, I do not have the capacity to make any more decisions. And I don't even know if the decisions I'm going to make are, are they gonna be right? Are they in alignment? Are they the best decisions? And this happens a lot for leaders. Anybody in a leadership position from CEOs to anybody in the C-suite to parents to coaches to teachers, like we have to, as a person, as a leader, you have to make decisions every single day. And if you feel like I'm tired of making decisions, for some people, decision fatigue gets so real 
it comes down to like, I need you to figure out what I want to eat, right? I need you to make the decision for me because I don't know. And I've heard this happen to a whole lot of leaders. I've seen it happen in myself. And this is why um, I meal prep. I meal prep to prevent me from having to figure out what I'm going to eat during the week because I need to save my decision-making capacity for another for other things that are more important. This is why you see cats like within the tech space, like Mark Zuckerberg and all those other dudes, like wearing the same shirts in zip-up jackets and jeans all the time because they don't want to have to waste their decisions on um, minuscule things or on things that right, don't really matter. And so you as a leader have to figure out, you know, what decisions can I plan ahead of time? What decisions can I pre-make that are going to prevent me, that are gonna help prevent me from reaching burnout? They're gonna help prevent me from reaching um, uh, our uh, decision fatigue, right? Another thing it, that drives burnout or that influences burnout is lack. Whew. This one right here I think is big for a lot of folks lack of personal accomplishments if you feel like sometimes you're working so hard to get after it um, and you have a lack of personal accomplishments what this does is this impacts my favorite term your psychological well-being and we know that confidence is a psychological thought process so if i feel like i'm not seeing any any personal accomplishments i have a lack of personal accomplishments and that is going to decrease my psychological well-being, which is going to impact my confidence, I am now sitting in a place of, of hopelessness. And that hopelessness is then attached to emotional exhaustion, which is then attached to fatigue. And now I'm like, well, well, what the heck am I supposed to do now? If I'm trying to be the best that I could be and I'm working hard and I'm not seeing any reward coming my way, then what's the point? And so this is why it's so important to be uh, focused on the right things, celebrate every single win. No win is too small. I don't care if you won by one point or you won by 50 points. A win is a win and it is hard to win. Like we got to put some respect on winning y'all. Like, I don't know. Uh, we're we going to talk about that in another episode, but we got to put some respect on winning. Winning by one point is all you need all you need is one point to win so there are no small wins or no big wins there's a there's you can learn from every single loss and win but you have to be able to celebrate the wins and this is why it's so important because it's going to give you the energy to keep going okay so here's what i need you to do is i need you to check your capacity Check your capacity. Check the capacity of your blender bottle, of your water bottle, of your uh, of your heating thing for your milk. Check the capacity of your phone. Check the capacity of everything. Like I live in uh, the e an eco the Apple ecosystem um, in tech, right? And so the capacity of these things isn't isn't um, unlimited. And there's a certain capacity and when something starts to hit close to that capacity, it starts to slow down. It's production slows down or you can't add no more. So like the SD card that I'm working on that I'm recording this podcast on, I had to clear it out before I put it back in. So that way I had enough capacity for me to record new episodes. So you have to do the same thing with you before you go and add on new projects check your capacity y'all you have to because before i say yes to something new i got to make sure do i even have the space to contribute myself to this i may have the knowledge the skills the abilities the resources the gifting but if you don't have the capacity right now to do it it doesn't matter like 
I had to hold myself back recently from, from throwing myself at a situation. And this is a new boundary I had to set myself and I was really proud of. And I was able to talk to somebody. And I was like, yo, I really want to help out such and such, which doing this specific thing. Like, man, it's in my wheelhouse. I'm great at this. I could really do it. But one, that's not... I'm not one, it's, there's, there's no money return on that, which is a big deal at this moment because I need my efforts and energies to go towards bringing in more money. That just is what it is. And two, I don't wanna step outside of my lane and my bounds in order to do something that's also going to impact my capacity to do other things that are more important, right? And so you have to have those conversations with yourself. And the reason why I'm so proud of myself for making that decision is historically, I would have jumped at that joint. But what would happen was, I would have went over my capacity and I would have then increased or done some some internal sabotage and increased my um, my capacity to where now I'm feeling overloaded. I'm feeling like I'm running slower. I'm feeling more fatigued for doing something one, nobody asked me to do in the first place, right? Two, offering up services for something that I didn't have the ability to really execute in a way. So I want you to think about this is check your capacity before you say yes to anything check your capacity do i have just because i can doesn't mean i should the other thing is i want you to check your motives checking your motives is really important because a lot of us have this this like we want to have this allure of perfectionism that comes up and if i can seem as if I can do it all. I'm always working. I can make it happen, right? Like we have this pressure to perform. You have to get to your motives of why am I trying to do this? Why am I trying to do more? Why am I trying to uh, show as if I can do it all? Is it to flex, a false flex? You know, and it's a lot of times, a lot of cats will falsely flex, but they're internally weak. Mm. So are you externally flexing with a false flex, but you're internally weak because there's some insecurities there that you're that you're dealing with, but you're trying to outwardly appear flawless. There's my full circle. Whoa, that was a struggle and I'm not editing it out. There is my full circle moment for you. OK, is are you externally trying to falsely flex? because you have an internal insecurity, so you are trying to appear flawless, but you're really dealing with decision fatigue, which is leaning to burnout and emotional exhaustion. That's my question for you. That's the question I have to ask myself is, what's the motive? Why am I doing this? If it doesn't lie, and we talked about this last, last couple episodes, if it doesn't lie with my mission, my vision, and my purpose, and I don't have the capacity to do it, I'm not doing it. Because if I'm only doing it to make myself appear puffed up and making myself appear a specific way, I'm doing it for the gram or something else, then that's then I then I can't. Then it goes against me. Now I'm being inauthentic to me. Now I'm playing myself in order to just show off for somebody else. And that's not that doesn't align with my values. So before you make decisions, y'all, you gotta check. Does it align my mission? Does it align with my vision? Does it align with my purpose? And should it be done right now? For some 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 things, it's not a it's not a never, it's just a not right now. So until you can finish one thing, don't bring on that much more because it's only going to ultimately end up hurting you and there's going to be a mess that you'll have to clean up at the end of it. Okay, so here's a couple things that I want us to think about is time is fixed. So you either need to wake up earlier or do less. This is something that I, I started to notice around like 
18, 19 years old, once I started to really try to be working towards being a high performer in all these areas. It was since time is fixed and I believe that God doesn't make mistakes, there's 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, regardless of we know that time is a social construct, it doesn't matter. It's not going anywhere, right? You can't live off of your own time structure and think that it's just going to work within society. It doesn't. And so since I know time is fixed, I understand the hours and it's the same every single day, then I either need to wake up earlier or I need to do less. Those are my two options. The second thing I had to realize as a full-time entrepreneur who has a massive vision is there is always going to be something to do regardless. There's always going to be something to do. I could be working for 24 hours and feel like I haven't done enough. So I had to get to a place that says, you know what? The 24 hours are going to stay the same. I can still wake up early and I can still adjust my schedule, but I have to make peace with the fact that there is always going to be something to do. That's it. And especially even when I get a team, there's always going to be something to do because I have a vision and I want to I want to maximize my vision and my potential. So there will never be a day where I wake up like, wow, I don't got nothing to do today. There's always something to do. There's always something I could do, but that doesn't mean I need to execute on it right then and there. This is where priorities come into play. And if I'm going to prioritize rest within my process, I have to make peace with that as well. I have to make peace with even though there's stuff to do right now, I'm going to prioritize family time. Even though there's stuff to do right now, I'm going to prioritize rest. Even though there's stuff to do, I'm going to take I'm take a step back and a break or I'm going to delegate it to somebody else or I'm going to move it to three months from now because it doesn't impact winning in my bottom line in this moment. So that's something you have to think about is me executing on this thing right now, me bringing on this project, whatever it is, what is it going to impact? What impact is it going to have on you and your life right here, right now? Does it impact winning in the next month or two? If it doesn't, it can wait. So the questions I want you to think about is this. What do you want your life to look like holistically? And I ask you this because when you decide on what you want your life to look like holistically, this is going to help you check your motives, check your capacity and check the perfectionist that is with inside of you and check. Am I trying to appear flawless as if I can do it all and I'm doing it all and I'm OK? Right. It allows you to check what is the the image that I'm trying to portray here? What's the image I'm trying to give off to people? And so when you know you want your life to look like holistically, this allows you to dictate what your schedule looks like. So for me, I want to prioritize family time and rest and sleep and health. And I want to be a high executor in my business. So that means I have to wake up earlier and I have to do according to what this day needs me to do and what this season is calling me to do. If I try to put more in this particular season than what it what it what it has a capacity for, I will burn out. I won't get anything done. I won't be the person I need to be. I won't be able to be present in the spaces I need to be present. And then what's the point? So that's what I need you to think about is as you go into these different seasons, as you're preparing to win this year, do those checks. What matters to me? What whole, what do I want my life to look like holistically? What does my self-care look like holistically, internally, externally, in my relationships? What does it look like? How do I be a high performer? that prevents that or has a preventive um a burnout prevention method prevention not post not i burnt out and then now i'm trying to get back but winning in this year 
means I have a schedule and a mindset and, and, and I'm a high performer that has the ability to prevent burnout. My schedule has burnout prevention embedded in it. Right, and the only way you can do that is if you check your capacity and you check your motives. All right team, now it is time for the skills and drills. I got three skills and drills for you that I believe that are going to help you have some burnout prevention, check your capacity, and be a high performer in this year. All right, here we go. Number one, wake up earlier or do less. There is 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365. It's not changing. And so if you wake up earlier, you can get more done. You can get two, three, four, five times as much more done. I get up between 3.30 and 4. I'm not telling you to get up between 3.30 or 4. But I know that the days that I get up later than 4 o'clock, I mean, four, yeah, 4 o'clock, I, I like it, it doesn't feel good because I know I have to do less. But the days that I get up by 3.30 or 4, I'm like, ah, ah, I like to do more. So I have more of the day to do something with. And so if you want to do more, get up earlier. I'm not a huge proponent of staying up late because your body, you need sleep. And if you stay up later and you're waking up earlier, now you're decreasing the amount of sleep that you get. And so I'm always a proponent for going to bed a little bit earlier so you can wake up earlier. And I'd much rather have more of the day than more of the night. Number two, leave space for grace. When I say leave space for grace, what I'm talking about is um, switching up the way you schedule your schedule, right? Switching up the way you go about things. Also for me, it's like, I wanna make sure that I'm not trying to do everything in my might. I wanna leave space for God to do whatever they gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Like in the wave, like it's not all in my might. And so me taking rest, me taking breaks, me having family time, all those things is leaving space for grace to come in and me be like, wow, like I put in the work, but God, you still, you still came through in all these other areas. And so I'm gonna encourage you, leave space for grace because for a lot of us, you could be working for 24 hours and still feel like you've never done enough. So you have to give yourself space for grace and forgiveness and know that like perfection isn't sexy. That's just, that's it. Perfect, perfection isn't sexy. Um, number three, show your work. So what that means is um, I have just started to do this thing on IG um, where IG and TikTok to where I'm now like showing the process of what it's like to be me and do me and all the things that I'm getting done. And as I was writing my show your work to get ready to post this week, I was like, wow, I really, I really, I do a lot. Um, but the other part of that, though, is I was like, wow, what about the days that I don't do a lot? Am I going to feel bad? But that's where I have to go back. A value to me is living space for grace. And it's not about what other people externally think like, wow, you didn't accomplish 15 things today. You only got done four. Like I had to have that conversation was like, no, nah, it's cool because this is my process and I'm going to reap whatever it is that I sow and God, I'm going to water and God's going to water. We're going to call it a day. But I say show your work because it, it made me proud. Right, it made me proud of the momentum um, of seeing the fruit, but also seeing the seed that went into it. So I think that if you show your work, it's gonna help you realize, one, you're probably actually doing a whole, whole lot. Two, it's gonna allow you to be really proud of yourself. And three, it's gonna increase that pride in your mind, it's gonna increase your hope and your optimism, and it's gonna allow you to keep going. All right, y'all? So 
I hope that this uh, episode was beneficial to you. I hope that you came here and you got better um, and that you want to take the message from Beyonce that yes, you are flawless in my words. You are good enough right where you are as you are with who you are. But I don't want that to drive a perfectionist thought process that influences you internally to try to show out externally that you are trying, you're just like, what are you trying to, what's, what's the flex? No false flexes, all right? Um, but I hope you felt like you came to practice and got better today. This is Practice the Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Reese. Thank you for being here. And remember that you are worthy of being the model that somebody needs you to be. Until next time. Peace.